Hello everyone and welcome to another day's health update. Roy Williams, the guru of good health, the superintendent of supplementation, starting another week. Oh yes indeed, it is Monday. That's good news because I'm going to teach Monday school. Uh, Monday school is one of my favorites because I teach the word of God chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And let me explain something to you. We are in a situation right now uh, facing some things that have that absolutely no doubt tie right in uh, to what Jesus told us to be prepared for uh, when the end times get here. Uh, I mean, he tells us very plainly that there'll be wars and rumors of wars. They are everywhere. Uh, he told us there'll be earthquakes in diverse places or different places. Folks, check out the, 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 go online and check where are earthquakes occurring in the world. It will blow your mind how many earthquakes are going on on a regular basis. Uh, so he says, now, when these things happen, the time is not yet here, okay? Uh, but it's getting closer. 
uh, he's telling us that that's kind of the setup uh, for when it's going to get really bad. What, when's it going to get really bad? Well, that's explained this way. Uh, when the one world order, the new world order, the one world government, the one world financial system takes a deadly blow. Uh, by the way, if you want to get right down to it, that's Satan and all his plans. Uh, when they take a deadly blow, uh, get ready because that's when. What is that when? That's when uh, Christ is, I mean, Satan is going to set foot on this earth. And he'll set foot on this earth, and he's going to come. you got to remember this. He's going to come peacefully and prosperously. You heard me right. He's going to be trying to convince the whole world that he is Jesus Christ, when in reality, he's just a, a fake substitute. Antichrist means instead of Christ, it also could be interpreted to mean he wants to be Christ. He wanted to sit on the mercy seat, and as a result of that, he is doomed. He's the only one at this stage of the, of the flesh age that we're in right now that has been doomed to hell, and he is doomed. Now he wants to see how many people he can take with him because he hates the human race and he wants to take us with him uh, since he's doomed into hell. Please don't follow him. Don't follow him. Don't fall for his lies. Remember, if you're still in flesh and blood and somebody comes to this earth claiming to be Christ and you can pinch yourself and it hurts, that's, that's not Christ. They'll look like Christ, they'll act like Christ, they'll perform miracles like Christ did, but believe me, uh, it's not him. If you're still in the flesh, it's not him, because we're told in the book of Revelations, the second, the very instant, in a twinkling of an eye, when Christ, the actual true Christ, sits foot in Jerusalem on this earth, you'll see it, it'll be televised, believe me, uh, when that happens, guess what? Instantly, you'll shed your flesh body. You know, it's appointed to man once to die. Yes, those who are still alive on this earth, when Christ gets, sets foot here, their flesh bodies will instantly be dissolved. They'll be dead. You'll go back to dirt, which is what you came from. You'll no longer need a flesh body. I don't know why in the world people believe the graves are going to pop open and people are going to rise from the dead. Uh, we have already risen. The second you die, you go to be with Christ. Absent the body, present with the Lord. That's why nobody could go before you uh, that, that's still on earth. They can't go before you because they ain't died yet. But when Christ sets foot on this earth, you're going to get that new body that will know no pain, no suffering, no fear, no terror, no, uh, no heartache. It's going to be awesome uh, to be back the way we were in the first earth age. Of course, I'm teaching out of the book of Proverbs right now. We're teaching wisdom. Uh, if you're following along, get your King James Version of the Bible out. We'll begin with Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. Uh, that's Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. I call this, uh, oh, the choices we make. <laughs> this chapter 15 is awesome. Uh, you know, choices have consequences. And you got to be sure you're making the right choices while you're in this old flesh body because this old flesh body can suffer for the choices you make. Or it can be, do what? It can be joyful and happy and peaceful over the choices you make. So all the choices we make, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. Let's begin. King James Version reads, A soft answer turneth away wrath, 
but grievous words stir up anger. Don't need a whole lot of, of uh, you know, uh, uh, modern English in that to understand it, but let's go with it anyway. Modern English would read, a gentle or kind answer can stop anger, but hateful words will lead to strife. Okay? Chapter 15, verse 2, King James Version. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of the fools poureth out foolishness. Remember, I break everything down into modern English, the way it would read if it were written today, okay? And I do it without changing what the Word of God says. I'm so careful to go straight by what the Hebrew says, but in more modern English words than those even used in the 1800s when the uh, the, the last King James Version was interpreted into modern English, uh, or when it was formed. Of course, they did the first interpretation in the 1600s. Boy, you couldn't read that one at all if you tried. If you ever get a chance to get a 1611 Bible, get it. You try to read it. It's tough, let me tell you. Even though it's English, it's that old English. Well, believe it or not, in the 1800s, some of those words were uh, not useful to us as much. Like, I mean, uh, how many of you uses the word useth? <laughs> a tongue, uh, the tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright. We don't even use aright anymore. Uh, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. All right, let's read that in modern English. The language of the wise provides knowledge diligently, but the speech of the foolish spew forth thoughtless words. You ever been around someone that used a bunch of thoughtless words? I mean, they didn't mount to a hill of beans. Uh, But you know what? The foolish will use them. They think they sound cool. Uh, Not so. Not so. Just just keep keep your feet under you and think. uh, I always call it common sense. Some people call it horse sense. (laughs) Chapter 15, verse 3, King James says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Don't you think you can get away with anything, folks? God knows everything we do. He put his fingerprint on us. He knows what we think even. He's a cardio-knower. That means, of course, cardio means heart, but it means a brain-knower. And by the way, when you're reading the Bible and it talks about uh, the heart, like as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It means mind. It means mind, okay? All right, modern English, verse, chapter 15, verse 3 would read this way. The eyes of God see everything, keeping watch over the wicked and the morally pleasing. Are you morally pleasing to God? I hope you're trying to be. 15.4, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a is a breach in the spirit. Now, uh, this is a good one to, to dwell on a little bit in modern English. Uh, basically, what it's saying is healing speech. You ever been around someone who, man, it, their words were soothing, they were pleasing, they built you up, they didn't tear you down, they helped you see clearer pictures instead of, uh, you know, confusing you. So let's read that in modern English again. Healing speech is a product that brings forth life. It gives life to this old flesh body of ours. But look at the reverse of, the reverse of that. But where there is deceit, you will find a disconnect with the Spirit of God. You go around deceiving people, saying deceitful things, doing things that are not in God's approval. Let me tell you something. It'll disconnect you from the Spirit of God. You've got to, at that point, break down and repent of your sins if you want to get that connection back. 
Proverbs 15, 5, King James says, A fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. In other words, modern English would say, A foolish person has contempt for their parents' correction. Have you been around those children that were just defiant to their parents? It was like they couldn't stand any correction they tried to give them. That's what it's talking about. A foolish person has contempt for their parents' correction, but children that cling to their parents' correction show prudence. Now, that's important. You want to be pleasing to your God? Of course you do. You need to be pleasing to your parents, too. 15.6, King James Version, In the house of the righteous is much treasure, but in the revenues of the wicked is trouble. All right. In the household of the upright is much stored treasure, you might say, but in the harvest of the ungodly is much anguish. Uh, now, if you like this modern age, modern English version, remember, I'm going to be printing this into a book form uh, soon, and uh, it'll be made available called Start with Wisdom, where I encourage you to read God's Word starting every day with God's Word. And uh, I started that a long, long time ago. And what I did was on day one, I'd read the first chapter of Proverbs. Takes about 12 to 15 minutes. And that's me thinking about it a little bit. Uh, And I realized there was a lot of disconnect there because of the words they use, more modern, more uh, old English words. So that's when I decided to make this easier for people to understand. And boy, do people love it. So the books will be available. We'll tell you how to contact us when they are. And uh, there'll be a very fair price on them. I just want to cover my cost, okay? Proverbs 15, 7. uh, uh, Of course, the King James Version says, The lips of the wise disperse knowledge. You know, if it's a wise person putting information out there, they're dispersing knowledge. But the heart of the foolish doeth not so. In other words, modern English would say, the mouth of the wise spreads knowledge, but the mind of the stupid spreads foolishness. Uh, that's, that's what it means. Notice where I changed the word, but the heart of the foolish doeth not. Read it right, folks. Read it in modern English. But the mind of the stupid, that's what the foolish are. They, what they do, they spread foolishness. That's what they do. All right. Chapter, I mean, uh, chapter 15, verse 8, King James says, The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright of the upright is his delight. Now, what, is, what does the sacrifice mean? It's an offering to God. Remember, God required sacrifices, offerings to him for the forgiveness of sins until Christ gave his life and shed his blood, and became the final sacrifice. So let's read that in modern English. The offerings of the ungodly is detestable to the one true God. That's what abomination means. It means detestable to God. But the last part of that verse in modern English would say, but the prayers of the righteous are his pleasure. You want to please God? Talk to him. Talk to him just like you would your own mother, your own father, a good friend, because he's the best friend. He's the best parent you'll ever have. He is the ultimate parent. He created you, and he wants you to be happy. That's why he gave you a book of instructions called the Bible to live in this old flesh world. The flesh is weak, but the Bible can make you strong because Jesus is the living word. Remember that. 
Proverbs 15, 9, King James says, The way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. There's that abomination again, so let's read it in modern English. The ways of the ungodly is detestable to the one true God, but he loves those who chase after his way of life. Don't get caught up in man's traditions. All the psychologists out there, the educators of today, they will try to convince you that man's way is better than God's way. Don't get caught up in what we call man's traditions. You stick with what God tells you to do, and you watch how happy you become and how good life can be for you and for anybody else who decides to participate in God's way instead of man's way. All right, chapter 15, verse 10, King James. Correction is grievous to him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die. Ooh, this one's a little hard to understand. You know what correction really means in Hebrew? Modern English would read this way. Discipline. That's what correction is. It's discipline. Now, discipline don't mean punishment. Don't ever believe that discipline means punishment. It don't. It means you decide to do what's right. That's not punishment. That's a decision. So discipline is is disagreeable to those that reject God's way of life. That's what forsake means. It means to reject. So I'm going to read that again. Uh, discipline is disagreeable to those that reject God's way of life, and those that hate correction will surely be put to death. Now, it could be go it could go both ways on that. I'm talking about there's two deaths, just as sure as you've got two bodies. You've got the flesh body, you got the spirit body. The flesh body is going to die. You will not no longer need this old flesh and blood and dirt of the body anymore. It's going away. It's going to go back to be with God. Anybody tells you they've sold their soul to the devil, they're foolish. Why? You can't sell your soul. It don't belong to you. It belongs to God. And the second you die, I don't care if you're a good person or a bad person, instantly, in the blink of an eye, you're back with your Father in heaven. Don't you think you won't have to stand before him? You will. So those that hate correction will surely be put to death. It could be a physical death here on earth by the legal system, or it could mean a spiritual death, which is the second death, which is when you follow Satan into hell. Hopefully you won't do that. Uh, Chapter 15, verse 11, hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more than the hearts of the children of men? Let's read that in modern English so you'll make sure you understand. Death and destruction are in God's sight. Don't you think you can get away with anything? And if you believe you get away with anything, read, read Psalms chapter 82 one day. You'll find out. So death and destruction are in God's sight, modern English. How much more then are his sights on his chosen ones? Who his chosen ones? The ones that choose him. That's your choice, believe it or not. He's already chose you. He made you. He made you in his image. He wants you to choose him, but it is your choice. He will not force himself upon anyone. Proverbs fifteen twelve: A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go to the wise. Now, we're talking about a scorner here. What's that? Well, modern English would read this way. Mockers. That's what a scorner is. Someone that mocks everything good. Mockers despise those that correct them. They can't stand somebody to 
put them in their place and tell them what it really is. That includes God, unfortunately. They also avoid those with wisdom. In other words, those that love God. Have you ever been around people and you start talking about God or Jesus or salvation or the love of Christ and they just squirm and want to get away as fast as they can? That may be who he's talking about here. Proverbs fifteen thirteen: A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. You know that a broken heart is tough to mend. Only God can really do it. Modern English would read this way. A joyful mind makes a cheerful presence. Don't it, though? But a grieving soul can break the spirit. It can. It's tough. That's why you got to turn to God. Get that peace that passes all understanding through Jesus Christ. Proverbs fifteen fourteen: The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge. But the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. Modern English. The mind of those that have discernment inquire about wisdom. They want to know what wisdom has to offer. That's what discernment. It's, it's trying to choose between right and wrong. That final part of that in modern English would read, but the words of the stupid people consume foolishness. You ever been around stupid people and they just all they want to do is foolish stuff? Well, that's what it's talking about, only worse. <laughs> Proverbs fifteen fifteen, King James, All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. It's your choice, folks. Modern English would read, All the days of the oppressed are distressed, but those who maintain a healthy attitude have a perpetual banquet. I've always been an eternal optimist. <clears throat> and I tell you what, I've known people that just couldn't stand to be around me. How do you always have such a, a, a good outlook on life? Because I know who my father is. Do you? Proverbs fifteen sixteen: Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Now, God's a loving God. Why in the world would we want to fear him? Let's read that in modern English. You'll understand it better. So what does fear mean in modern English? Listen, modern English would say, it is better to have very little with reverence for the Lord than to have abundant wealth with turmoil all around. I'm going to read that again. It is better to have very little with reverence for the Lord than to have abundant health with turmoil all around. That ought to make sense to just about anybody uh, with understanding. And that's what we're talking about here is how to understand God's word because that's the beginning of wisdom is understanding God's word. Proverbs fifteen seventeen says, Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. Another way of saying it, it's modern English. Better is a diet of vegetables where love is than a home with a fatted cow and hatred therein. <laughs> you know, you can have all the meat and, and food you want, but if everybody hates each other, it's not a good thing. 18, a wrathful man stareth up strife. A wrathful man stareth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Modern English, an angry person provokes contention. Always has, always will. But those who are slow to become angry calms disputes. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? He tells us exactly what he wants us to know, and it gets clearer and clearer as you get it in modern English. 
So let's look at verse 19. The way of the slothful man is as an hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. Okay? Uh that's a pretty good way to look at it. I mean, that's that's exactly what it says in the King James Version, but I would put it this way in modern English. The path of a lazy person is like a hedge of thorns, but the road of the upright is to be cherished. It's made plain. It's easy to see, and it's something you'll want more of. 1520, a wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despiseth his mother. Modern English, a wise child makes their parents rejoice. But an insolent child shows contempt for them. Have you ever known someone who had contempt for their parents? How sad is that? How says that? I'm not saying all parents are good. Some of them are pretty bad. But you know what? If it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be here. You ought to be grateful that you're in this world and that God's given you this opportunity to choose him. Proverbs 15:21 reads, Folly is joy to him that is destitute of wisdom, but a man of understanding walketh uprightly. In modern English, you'll understand it better. Thoughtless speech, or it's called chatter in Hebrew, all right? Thoughtless speech or chatter gives pleasure to those who lack wisdom, but those who have insight walk confidently. You ever notice someone that had all that confidence? They were always uh, sure of themselves? Probably no Christ. Those are the ones I know that do that best. 22, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Modern English, without confident plans are nullified. Without confidence, plans are nullified. But with an abundance of cons- of, of consultants, plans are accomplished. You know, where two minds gather together, that's stronger than one mind. Uh, You get three or four more in there. That's why they have board meetings. Get all that wisdom put in one place. You can get a whole lot more accomplished. 23, a man hath joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season. How good it is, or is it? It is the question. Modern English, that would read this way. A human gains pleasure by giving the correct answer. And a speech given when needed brings understanding. Do you want understanding? Do you know when to talk, when to keep your mouth shut? <laughs> Proverbs can help you with that. 24, the way of life is above to the wise that he may depart from hell beneath. Listen to this in modern English. A road to life is holy for those with wisdom that they may avoid the death of the soul. That's the second death I was talking about. That's the death of hell. Okay, we don't want that one. That's when the soul dies, the spirit dies. Proverbs fifteen twenty five, The Lord will destroy the house of the proud. That's what got Satan. He got so proud of himself, and he was, he was God made him special. Uh, gave him the full pattern, and it all went to his head. He got proud, bowed up with pride, and it destroyed him. Let me read that again. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the border of the widow. Wow, that's a big contrast. Look at modern English how it would read. The one true God will tear down the household of the arrogant. 
That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? But he will set up the boundary of the widow. Don't you go and start taking uh, from the widows and the, the poor. All right, we don't want to do that. That goes against everything God stands for. All right, 26. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord. There's that word abomination again. Wasn't mean detestable. I'll read that in a second. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant words. Modern English. The plans of those who are ethically evil are detestable to God, but the sayings of those who are morally clean are are beautiful words. I'm going to go one more, 27. He that is greedy of gain troubleth his own house, but he that hateth gifts shall live. Listen to this. English, modern English. Those that are after ill-gotten gain causes trouble in their house, but those who will not accept bribes will live. We're talking about honesty here. Folks, I appreciate y'all listening to today's health update. If you like modern English, I'll tell you how to get the the Proverbs in modern English soon. Stay with us and learn more. I do appreciate y'all listening. Tell everybody else to listen, same place, same time, each day. Until next time, may God continue to bless all of us with abundant health. As I said earlier, thank you for choosing to listen to today's health update. If you like what you heard, please consider sharing it with others who need to know the truth. To hear this or any of Roy's shows, go to www.podbean.com, www.podbean.com. And remember, you can learn more by going to our website, www.nhcherbs.com. That's www.nhcherbs.com. Or you can call to get more information at 256-757-0660.